the Commander's Declassified Podcast. If you have made it this far, subscribe. Spit knowledge tonight. Giving out a good Twitter handle. The Commander's Declassified Podcast. We've got a we've got a big show. Just want to see a good game played by our guys. You know, the win and uh, Commanders will win two hundred and sixty-four to nothing. The Commanders Declassified Podcast. Welcome back to the Commanders Declassified Podcast, your home for all things Washington Commanders, who, by the way, just beat the Atlanta Falcons 19 to 13. And there's that magic number, 19 points again in the Scott Turner's offense. Nonetheless, they improved to seven and five. Eric, what would you think about the game? Well, it would have been 20. Joey Slide made his extra points. So, uh, true, true. Advantage Scott, I guess. No, not really. <laughs> He still called a reverse on the last play of the game and the advice the first time. Anyway, uh, no, good game. Fun fun to watch. Um, very old school football game. It was almost like a high school game with all the rushes. Um, like, I haven't seen that many combined carries in a game since, like, uh, 1874, I believe, was the last time you had that many. Um, but it was cool to watch, right? Like, these dudes were – I mean, both teams were running the ball very well. I mean, Atlanta's got a legit running game. Um yeah. So do we, and neither of us can pass. So, you know, we got what we got, and it ended up being a pretty entertaining game. No complaints. Hey, you know what? You uh, you cautioned me last week when I said, oh, I wouldn't worry about these Atlanta running backs. They're, you know, they're not that special. You said, I don't know, man. They're pretty good. Hey, you were right about that. You were very, very, very correct done. about that. They, 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 don't have a, they don't have, you know, a – they don't have a, a, a RB one, but they have like four RB twos and a quarterback who can run. I mean, I saw that stat they had, but there's five players with over 300 yards rushing on that offense. So, I mean, those guys, yeah. they know what they're doing. Uh, Arthur Smith loves to run the ball and you saw it today. Yeah. And uh, Julian Rodriguez. Can't throw. Yeah. Yeah. Mariota throws knuckle balls out there and he's he, is, oh. he kills yeah. that team's momentum uh, in the air. I mean, the receivers didn't help him out with some critical drops, but, Man, if, if they can find a quarterback who can throw the football in the into the numbers, they're going to be dangerous. Um, Julian Rodriguez on last week's episodes was in the comments. He's a Falcons fan. He said he uh, clipped the podcast at 1540 where we were talking about the running backs and how we shouldn't be concerned about them. Yeah, 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 Mr. Rodriguez. But nonetheless, we got the dub. Brian, what did you think about the game? Uh, this was a much needed win. Uh, what we talked about on the podcast last week was, uh, this team doesn't handle, uh, success well, and we almost didn't handle it well today. Uh, but we came away with the win. It was sloppy. It was dirty, but we got the win. And, uh, this was, this is, uh, this is something that this team can build on. Like I was excited to see this win because this is a game, this type of game, we usually come up short. At the end, we usually make the uh, mistake and run into the punter at the end of the game, and it costs us. But we didn't. We did what we needed to do, and the other team, we forced the other team to make those mistakes, right? Something that the Patriots usually do, right? They try not to make mistakes, and they let the other teams uh, fumble and uh, make all those kind of mistakes. So it was good to see that we uh, we had a little bit of growth there, and uh, we won this game. And we're two games above 500, so how can you not like it? Yeah. Yeah, when's the last time we were two games above 500? I don't even know. Uh, like uh, two thousand and fifteen, <laughs> maybe I think it was. Yeah, I don't know. No, maybe maybe two thousand eighteen. Whatever year that. The fact that we're even having this conversation yeah. is telling. Yeah, That's long. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah exactly. I tell you what, a few critical play calls by the Falcons, I thought, really blew it for them. 
they were in the red zone twice and twice suckered themselves into throwing the football when they were just eating us up on the ground. They would have one negative rush and they would just say, forget this. We're going to throw the football. Why do that? Keep running the football, especially at the end of the game when the clock was just churning. It was like, you have time. You have two plays in the red zone. Why are you getting cute on second down and throw, you know what I mean? And throwing this thing where Deron Payne knocked it down. So kudos to Deron Payne. He had a monster game. Thank and truthfully, probably would have ended it earlier with that play where Mariota was down, but he didn't tag him. But that pre- he forced the pressure uh, for Mariota to go down. But um, yeah, we learned a lot about ourselves today. And I think defensively, it's that there's some issues defending the run that we got to clean up big time, especially zone running schemes that stretch us wide, but cut back to the middle. Woo. Atlanta was gashing us. Um, and then without Benjamin St. Juice, there were some huge plays in the passing game. Now, most of them came from semi-broken plays. But, um, you know, it's it's just something that we need to make sure we focus on in the coming weeks. But a W is a W, and we are in prime position for the wild card spot in the playoffs. So that looks good. Um, all right. Uh, Brian, give me something that stood out to you in the game from watching that. Um- I will say the the passing game wasn't as bad as uh, as uh, as we all think. I think uh, our our pass defense was actually good. They had one receiver who had about ninety yards, but everybody else didn't do anything. Um, their uh, their rookie uh, Drake London uh, did absolutely nothing. He had four targets, two catches for twenty nine yards. I thought Christian Holmes, uh, who we've talked about a couple of times on the show, did a nice job in his. Uh, debut uh starting he had the one face mask on that big run but uh if he doesn't even make that tackle that's a touchdown so the fact that he got by the d-line and the linebackers um he made that uh came up and made that tackle i thought that was good he had a good day um you know the other thing the running game our running game uh came up and it showed up and it it was something we can lean on we have very few things you know we have our defense and then you know we've got our running game now that we can lean on in uh, some of these uh, important situations and uh, it was good to see that the, those things uh stay true in this game we can rely on those things week in week out so those were a couple of things that uh, that i kind of noticed yeah i think uh the, the run game on the last podcast um, for the preview for this game, we said this is going to be a Brian Robinson game, and boy, was it ever. I mean, that guy was churning out yards. It drives me nuts to see him not break some of those sometimes. But, again, as we said earlier in the season, it's not who he is. He's just going to get you the yards in front of him. He yep. did a good job of that, went over 100 yards rushing. You saw Jonathan Williams come in and do what he does, you know, get eight, nine yards a pop. It was, that was good to see. Um, I still think using Gibson a little bit more in a passing game is it would help us out a lot. Um, I felt like we kind of forced the ball to Curtis out of the backfield a few times today where I think we were effective enough just running up the middle that we didn't have to do that. Um, but that, that's Scott Turner. He's going to throw a couple of those in there for you every game, no matter what's going on. Um, you know, this game was a dogfight. And there's a part of me that says it shouldn't have been because Atlanta has some obvious issues, including a lack of playmakers on the outside uh, on offense and I think on defense they have some issues that I felt like we could exploit um Eric assess the quarterback position for the commanders today um <clears throat> I mean he did what he needed to, we did what we needed to to get the win limited his throws he still made some terrible throws obviously that interception at the end of the first half was terrible uh he got away with that shovel pass that could have easily been a fumble or intercepted 
Uh, and then he went right back to another shovel pass on the next play. Um, you know, he, you know, he didn't do anything to lose the job because he really didn't look much different than he has in the previous couple of weeks. Um, but he didn't, you know, do anything to, to cement his hold on the position. Uh, if somebody better were to come along, which obviously, you know, may not be this year. Um, but, you know, he is what he is. I mean, he's going to give you those just a couple of just awful throws a game and he's going to throw a couple of really nice passes per game. Um, he's going to be wildly inconsistent, um, but he is the gamer uh, and he does have a knack for uh, making things happen. That's what, uh, you know, the team loves him. So I don't, you know, foresee a quarterback change coming this coming week. Um, you know, he's holding on to the position. He's going to continue to uh, nothing spectacular, but uh, the team keeps winning. So there it is. But one thing to, uh, and this is not to defend Heineke, but I think it's something we should probably note. Heineke already doesn't have a strong arm, and it was pouring down rain today. So that ball gets heavy, uh, it gets slick, uh, and if you already don't have a strong arm, you don't put a lot of zip on the ball when that ball's wet now and it's heavier, you're, you're probably going to struggle to throw it, and I think we saw that from Heineke. We also saw it from uh, Mariota as well, too. They both had problems uh, throwing the football down the field. Uh, so I think some of that played into it, but yeah, he, he, he played, um, not very well. Uh, he's got to get better if, uh, if we want to, you know, continue to win more games. A couple of trends that are developing with this team offensively. Number one is struggling inside the 10 in the red zone is becoming very problematic. And I think against more efficient offensive teams than the uh, Falcons, I think that's, that's an issue that needs to be cleaned up. The other thing is. I, I would I'm willing to bet that if you track uh, Heineke's interceptions this year, nearly all of them are over the middle in about 10 to 20 yard range. There's a linebacker or a safety sitting there that he just doesn't see sometimes. He threw that same interception against Minnesota on the same type of play. And just the 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 defender didn't have to move. They were just waiting there for the ball. I don't know if if, if it's the center that he's not seeing over top of or something, but somehow he loses that defender there. Um but We'll harp on that later. You know, I, th I thought he did enough. I thought the team did enough to win, and, and he didn't give the game away late in the game. So, um, you know, kudos to him. Kudos to the offense. Um, I tell you what, Jamin Davis was all over the field again. Um, he made some very key stops, including that foot tackle that he made on Mariota, where I thought Mariota was going to house it um, a couple of times. So I, th I thought he was really effective today. Deron Payne, absolute monster. Um, I thought – uh, Forrest made some very critical tackles, some physical tackles, and then Fuller with the interception late on just a ridiculous play call by the Falcons. I have no idea why you're doing that in that particular position, but um, I thought they all did well. Um, let's jump into the numbers as always because I want to get you guys' assessment on how the team played by the numbers. Uh, Brian, while I'm doing this, are there any other thoughts you want to share uh, while I'm pulling up the statistics? Yeah, I think, uh, again, we stuck to our formula, which was possess the football more than the other team. Uh, we did that today again uh, by a tune of uh, 33 minutes. We had the ball to uh, the Falcons 26 minutes. Um, the Falcons did a, a lot better job running uh, the ball and controlling it than you know the last couple of teams that we played, but we were still able to keep the ball uh, for most of the game. And that's big for us, for our offense, uh, because we don't score a lot of points 
So it is important for us to keep the other team off of the field. And uh, look, I think um, I think Eric was saying it uh, on the last pod. Hey, this team can score. The Falcons can score. Uh, and we, you know, we gave up a lot of yards in between, um, you know, in between the 20s. But uh, we were able to kind of keep those point uh, total down, uh, which helped us out a lot. Seeing as how we missed an extra point, we could only get 19 points today. Yeah, the the missed field goal before halftime uh, proved to be absolutely massive uh, for us and for the Falcons because if they make that field goal, there's no way Atlanta's throwing the ball near the uh, end zone on that last drive that they had because they can kick a field goal to tie it, right? So um, that that field goal before half was just monstrous that they missed that. Um, all right. Mariota, 15-25, uh, 174 yards, one touchdown, one interception, one sack, nine yards. Uh, Heineke, 14 of 23, which I personally feel like was too many attempts for a game like this today. But uh, 138 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, no sacks. So um, the big key for me is the zero sacks by Heineke. I think that kept the, the uh, down and distance in a reasonable position. Yes, he had the pick and then the other near pick. Um, which I thought were absolutely brutal. But I, like we said before, I thought he did, um, you know, enough uh, to, to keep the game going forward. Let's jump over into the run game because this is where the game was really won for us. Uh, let's see. Atlanta had a whole host of people putting up yards on the ground. Uh, Eric, what do you think about Patterson today? I mean, he's Patterson is Patterson. Um He's kind of like uh, how you feel about Gibson is like they probably should give him more, but you, there's a such thing as probably giving him too much uh, with his special teams touches and everything like that. But I mean, the guy's effective. Um, I definitely don't think he's any kind of a receiver anymore. He's definitely a running back through and through. I don't know why he still wears number 84, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've always liked him. He's always been a good player. He just gets the job done when he touches the ball, made a couple of big plays today. Um, so really their run game in general. I mean, all Algier, which I think I, it's totally Algier. Look at, look at the way he spells it. That's Algier. But Algier, uh, you know, very impressive. Uh, got a nice little burst, a little bit of a wiggle. Um, I think any one of these guys could be like a lead back um, in like a Brian Robinson kind of mold. But they just, you know, they've got a bunch of guys who can run the ball uh, who are all impressive. Keeps them all fresh and they do a great job. Yeah. I thought they went away from the quarterback keeps way too early in the game. Mariota was just gashing and gashing and gashing us. And you didn't see it after the third quarter, really, except for on that. Well, Smith play. Williams started playing it better. Smith Williams was getting roasted on it earlier on. He yeah. started he started playing better, and he, he, he took my advice. I always say with those, just always hit the quarterback because you assume he's a carrier yeah. um, and just let everybody else play the running back. I don't know, I'm glad he started listening to me because I, I did notice him start doing that. Uh, in the third quarter, they they clearly made that adjustment. We're like, just go hit the quarterback, make sure he doesn't do that keeper. Because, yeah, he was cooking us on those early. And that's a good thing that you pointed out, Eric, because the very next game that we have against the Giants, that's Daniel Jones right there. Daniel Jones has killed us time and time again with that keeper around the uh, the edge, the outside. And uh, for a lot of yards, he's killed us. So uh, it's, it's good that uh, Smith-Williams made that adjustment because he's going to need to make it uh, for next week because Daniel Jones will run it on us. Absolutely. Brian, I'm going to give you the honors of Brian Robinson Jr.'s play today. Go ahead and wax poetic about BRJ. Hey, uh, 
he had a really, really nice game. I think what you're seeing with him, uh, obviously he's never going to be a home run hitter. That's not what he is, and that's not what he was ever kind of sold to be. Is he the guy that is going to get you maybe some 5, 10, uh, 12-yard runs? Uh, absolutely. And I think you're seeing with each game here that he's come back, he's getting a little bit better each game. Uh, is it uh, big leaps and bounds? No. Uh, but you can see his vision's getting better. You can see a little bit more of his um, athleticism uh, is coming back to him. Not that he's going to be a super athlete or anything like that, but uh, I mean, he he had about a month and a half off where he didn't do anything because he was uh, rehabbing his injury. So I think he's uh, getting uh, better in rounding into shape. And this is what you're going to see from him. Um, you know, just uh, physical yards right up the middle. And uh, it was nice to see him catch a ball and run over that cornerback. I don't know who that cornerback is, but I feel sorry for him that he got ran over by the goal line. I don't think he knows who he is after he took that hit. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, let's look at the passing game uh, for the receivers. Zacchaeus, five receptions, 91 yards. He dropped a huge pass, I think, in the first half. He should have had so much more. His hands were looking real suspect today. Drake London. I'm going to say this about Drake London because I just traded him in fantasy football. That guy has a real lack of effort, it looks like, to me. Maybe maybe it's not effort. Maybe it's just want to. I want to get to the ball. It just doesn't seem to be there for me. I feel like we dodged a bullet in not getting him because as big as he is, as physical as he should be, to have two catches for 29 yards on four targets is unacceptable. Uh, Patterson, three catches, 19 yards. Um, you know, he does what he does. And then on our side, McLaurin, four catches for 48 yards. Honestly, I didn't even seem like he had that many yards, but I guess he did have the 26-yard reception there. Um, Bates, three catches, 24 yards. He had the touchdown. Gibson, three for 22. And Robinson, two for 20 and a touchdown. Hey, let's not forget to shout out Diami Brown, okay, who made a critical catch. He seems to be making one catch a game that is absolutely critical. It's a difficult catch to make, and he's making those catches. So shout out to our wide receiver core. Um, Eric, in this type of game, did you get about what you expected from the wide receivers today? Um, I would have liked a little bit more. Uh, somebody needs to find Jahan Dotson, man. Put that dude on a milk carton. Um, I mean, I know he has no kind of – he doesn't really have a lot of reps with Heineke, so the rapport isn't there. But, man, I mean, that guy – played so well early in the season and he's just, he's getting like, we had one target today, zero catches, zero yards. So as much as we were just crapping on Drake London, he outperformed our first round wide receiver. Um, and I, I don't know if it's, you know, he's, I don't think he's getting all the snaps. Maybe he's not all the way back from that hamstring injury. Um, Heineke's definitely not looking his way. He doesn't seem, they don't seem to draw things up for him. And if they are Heineke's not looking there. Um, so, you know, I assumed with the weather and just the, the general, you know, weakness of Atlanta's run defense, I assumed it would be a lot, uh, a lot of focus on the running game today. Um, the receivers, I would have liked a little bit more. Um, there was more there uh, at times. Heineke either missed it or, you know, we didn't make the catch, whatever. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll take it today. Um, you know, we got our 19 points, which seems to be just what we're going to get every week. And, um, you know, it was enough today. We'll see if it's enough going forward because it doesn't look like we're going to be scoring more than 19 anytime soon. Yeah, that, the Dotson mystery is something very fascinating. It feels like when Wentz went out, they just swapped Dotson and McLaurin because in the yeah. beginning of the season, Dotson was getting all the looks and now McLaurin's getting all of them. And it's working. I mean, let's be real. So let's not change up things that we don't have to, but it would be nice to get the young rookie uh, some more reps and some more targets in the game. 
Well, um, Ellie, uh, mm-hmm. to your point, though, you, you were talking about the red zone being an issue for us to score. Well, what was Dotson used for at the beginning of the season? I mean, he was that kind of red zone target. He was coming down with these touchdowns in the end zone. So um, you're right. We've got to we've got to find a way to incorporate him in there. And especially if we can get him back in the red zone, you know, maybe maybe that's how we incorporate him. And maybe that's how we uh, cure some of the, the issues that we're having in the red zone, too. That's a great point. That is a excellent point. And yeah, we need to look that way. Um, all right, defensively, uh, let's see. We Derek Forrest led us in tackles with 11, eight solo tackles. Wow. Um, that tells you how involved he was in the run game. Jamin Davis, 10 tackles, um, six solo tackles. I feel like every week, it's it, it's now it's just a known thing. Jamin Davis is going to play great. So we don't have to call it out anymore, right? Cam Curl, eight tackles. Uh, Deron Payne, and this is my player of the game, spoiler alert, six tackles, uh, two tackles for loss, had the batted ball that led to the interception into the game, just an A-plus game. Jonathan Allen, five tackles, and Sweat had a sack and two tackles for loss. I thought Sweat was very effective this game as well. Um, on Atlanta side, uh, Evans had 13 tackles, and uh, Walker had nine tackles. A bunch of guys had some tackles, but uh, – you know, they couldn't get the job done when it mattered most. Um, all right, Brian, final thoughts about the game today. Um, uh, I think this, uh, again, this was a good stepping stone for us. You wanted to see some growth. You wanted to see how this team handled success. We usually don't do it well, and uh, we usually fall flat on our face after we do something good. Uh, today, we, we flirted with doing that but we actually came through. Uh, we made the plays down the stretch that we needed to to win the football game, and we won it. We're two games above 500, so that was so good to see the team. Even though we made some mistakes along the, uh, the way, there was some sloppy play along the way, we did what we were supposed to do. We beat a team. This is a very beatable team. While they are, um, hey, they gave us all we could uh, handle today, that's for sure. We beat them, though. Uh, and we came away with the victory, and that was the important part uh, of uh, of today is, is taking a look at that. And then we also got some uh, younger guys in there who uh, who played, um, and, and that was good to see. But we also, if if we're not going to throw to Jahan Dotson, could we use him on punt return? Because I I don't really care about Alex Erickson back there. <laughs> oh, leave that man alone, Alex Erickson. He tried his best today. Um, Eric, thoughts, man? Final thoughts. That was fun. That was, it's been a good winning streak. Now it gets real. You've got two games in a row against the Giants. Huge games the next two weeks. Uh, with wins in both of them, you can overtake them. Uh, even with a split, you gain ground. Um, so, you know, it's been fun. Let's keep it going. Um, the Giants play good defense, um, and their offense is okay, and it can be explosive at times. But it's time to uh, put our big boy pants on and go get some division wins. Yeah, it's time for some serious dubs. Um, I thought today that this was going to be this kind of game. It was. It was my kind of football. Keep the ball on the ground, ground and pound. Don't give the other team a chance. And each team was trying to play the same type of game. Doc Walker called it a mirror match. It absolutely was. The team that just found a way to win today was the Commanders. you got to take the win. Let's celebrate this, and then we'll turn the page and get ready for the Giants next week. To everybody watching, thank you, thank you. Make sure you subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend, and we will be back on Tuesday with our Giants preview matchup. Everything we said last Tuesday came true on this podcast. Make sure you lock it in. Listen here. We will catch you next time. 
We are out of here. Peace.